Yo. Yeah. My check one, two. My check three, four. Five, four, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Boom. Say hi. Let's run it. So, my guy, how you doing on this fine Tuesday, April twenty eighth? I am April twenty eighth. I don't even know what day it is. I am doing great. Looking forward to uh, the Jordan documentary. That's every Sunday. So one thing I'm living for, it seems, for the end of every weekend. So. Same, brother. Same. Same, brother. How have well, you been? You're listening to. Oh, I'm good, man. Um, school. Uh, pretty much it. The school. Uh, I, I, uh, watching a new show that I'm about to be all caught up on. Uh, I can't really give. Uh, I don't really know what else is up with me besides. Oh, moving out soon. So that's another thing. Oh, you're moving out of yeah, the house. to be on the move. Okay. Uh, my lease is up. My lease is up. So I'm moving, going back home. Gotcha. Uh, what show are you watching? What's the sh- What's the new show you're on? Westworld. Okay. It's on HBO. It's like it's Terminator on steroids. <laughs> Terminator on steroids. Seriously, once you watch it, you you fully understand what I mean. Terminator on steroids. Yeah, I'm still just trying to find the time to watch TV. <laughs> it's it's been rough. I I know some people that, like Jordan right here. They're uh they're taking all the time they can on on TV. Seriously. I'm envious Seriously. though, for real. The one thing I did watch over over I guess this past week or weekend was the NFL draft, 2020 X. draft. Did you watch X. it, Jordan? I know you were texting me all through it. Hell yeah, I was watching it. <laughs> Hell yeah, I was watching that. Mm, mm, mm. What'd you think? What were, what did you first think of how everything went? Overall, I think they did a great job. Um, I was trying to incorporate Zoom and virtual video chat. They did pretty good. From what I watched, because I watched the first three rounds, so round one, two, and three. No, it, it went smoothly. Seemed long. It, not gonna lie, it seemed pretty long, like maybe too long. But I mean, you can't blame them because everything's all, all technology. It was all but obviously it was all, it's gonna be. I think it was all like the first actual run, and I didn't, I didn't think they actually realized how long the teams would take. Dude, seriously, seriously, I, I was surprised because I didn't start watching the draft live until forty minutes in. I started because I got home late. I started mm-hmm. about 20 minutes after everything happened and I just slowly caught up to the draft and I couldn't believe that that was, uh, that it was taking so long. So like the first, the first pick happened and I just turned complete everything off. I was like, I airplane moaned my phone. That's why I wasn't responding to your messages at first, dude. I airplane moaned my phone. I, I just, I turned everything off. I shut my computer down. I threw my Apple watch in the other room. I was like, I am not going to get these spoiled on the one thing I've been looking forward to all week. Right. And then the Cowboys draft CD lamb. And that Ooh. was when, that's when, that's when I, I had caught up and I was, I think that was like almost an hour and a half in, almost two hours in. Yeah, it in. was. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I couldn't believe how slow it was kind of going in that first round. Yeah, I know. And I didn't watch I the second or first, the second or, or past the first round. I didn't watch past the first night, so I wasn't sure. Were, did you notice that it, uh, it sped up in the second day? Mm-hmm. You were watching? Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. Yeah, I kind of noticed that. Uh, but my question to you is, because you, you asked me already, um, so what did you like? about the the 2020 NFL draft because there was a lot of stuff happened a lot a lot of interesting things happened honestly I, I really liked seeing every uh coaches or GMs like war room uh, set up like I thought oh, that I was awesome dude you see uh Cliff Kingsbury Cliff Kingsbury uh, he has a football field in his backyard honestly. dude <laughs> yeah, no. I was like dad this dude yeah <laughs> yeah yeah dude. Yo, I'm just hold gonna, on yo. Hold on. Are you going to screen it, share it? <laughs> oh, heck yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Have you seen that guy's house? Oh, it's amazing. You know who I'd, I'd probably say is the second best setup, though, is uh, Sean McVay, LA Rams coach. Oh. This was nice, too. This is really nice. This is really nice, too. Uh, one thing I'll, I, I'll pull it up later. One thing I did like in the later rounds, I believe, was uh, 
I think his name was uh, Nike, Coach Belichick's dog. Oh, yeah, the dog was doing the draft picks. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was had just the dog sitting there. The draft that's, that's probably the most well-trained dog that I've ever seen, dude. I know. It, it, that, totally so sure. makes sense. that totally I'm makes so sense sure. that Bill Belichick would train his dog just, you know, just like his team. He's a, he's a man, dude. He's a smart man. I give I give Bill credit. Yo, but one thing that I enjoyed was uh, Coach Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans with the kids and that one guy in the bath. There was one guy just chilling in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you like, if you like zoom in, you zoom in, you can see him literally just taking a, a dump in the bathroom. So Coach Vrabel has come out and said that that's not what was happening, that his son was oh, just really? sitting no, on a no. stool. That would have been funny if he just went. But a lot of people it. don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it either. But, I mean, if you think about it, then that's a myth. Now, we can, we can sit here and debate, did that really happen? But I'd really rather not debate about somebody taking their dump in the bathroom. <clears throat> but it was funny how that whole thing happened because, like, watching it live, like, you would have never caught that. You would have caught – the hillbilly, the oh, his, right. his daughter sitting sitting Indian style, and then that one guy just standing just standing there. So and there then, was the one guy with the mullet. I just remember yeah, thinking, oh, that yeah, is that, the yeah. craziest looking mullet I have seen in like 10, 15 years. Dude, right? he looked so na- like he looked so calm and collective. Like when they turned, like what obviously they had to have known they were going on live at some point. Right. But they looked so calm and collective. Coach, like they literally uh, were doing that the whole night. Honestly, how do you think Coach? How do you think Coach Vrabel felt with all that going on, like right there? Dude, he probably was like, "This is we're about to blow up right now. We're about to be we're about to be a meme." He's like, "We're yeah, gonna make ready? the Titans number one talked about of the draft." I know, I know. They, I mean, a lot of teams had they, good they drafts. <laughs> they could have been, yeah. A lot of teams had good drafts, though. Who did you like the best? Whose draft did you like the best? Besides my team, um, Chargers did well. Miami did well. I really like Miami's as well. Really they picked like up Miami. a lot of Patriots, needs. Patriots did okay, despite not not going deep fishing for a quarterback, which some could argue would need to. No, I think the I think they have a lot of confidence and um, Jared Stidham. Stidham, that's his name. For a split second, my mind just went blank. Yeah, Stidham. So, what about you, Bo? What did you like? What did you like? Um, I really liked Minnesota's draft. Minnesota, I think, did really well in the draft. Brought in a lot of players. Um, I'm with you right there on liking. Um, who did we just? Miami. Miami's Miami, draft. Miami, I had a great draft. Miami's. And I also think that uh, the Tampa Bay. Uh, Buccaneers had a great draft as well, picking up key pieces for their offense. You know, dude, they picked up. An I mean, they're, they're pretty stacked that they're yeah, no, exactly. They're so stacked that their skill positions, um, you know, they're going in their it, passing dude. game. So you know, they picked up basically a starting offensive line. You know, easily, easily, man. I I, it, I of course loved my 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 Dallas Cowboys draft as well. Same, loved oh it. Oh my goodness, well, you can get. It. We'll get into that around the corner, but a little bit. Stay Punte. tuned. You're listening to Punte and Dupete show. But uh, right now, I want to ask you. So, me and you, obviously, we're sitting down watching, enjoying the first round. All of a sudden, we see Packers trade up to the trade up. Oh, maybe they're trading up to get a wide receiver because obviously, we know they have wide receiver problems, deep wide receiver problems. See a lot of good wide receivers still on the board. Michael Pittman was there, a stud of a wide receiver. I thought he was going to be going there. But no, instead they decided to go ahead and do a Aaron Rodgers 2.0 all over again. Uh, let me refresh some history. So when Brett Favre was quarterback for the Packers, they went on and drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre had a couple years left on his contract. Let's fast forward seasons seasons later, and the Packers do the exact same thing, and they went ahead and drafted Jordan Love out of Utah State. Now, I'm going to hold my opinions, but I want to hear yours first. When that happened, um, were you like, what are they doing, or do you understand what they're doing? 
So when the first, when the trade first went through, I remember mm-hmm. thinking they were reaching for a wide receiver. They were afraid that one of the receivers that they wanted was going to be taken by another team and that they were mm-hmm. trying to trade for it. It was a huge shock when they announced it was Jordan Love, a quarterback. But I will say this, it is completely different from the Aaron Rodgers situation that happened almost, what draft was that, 2005? So almost 15, no, was it 2005? Siri, when was Aaron Rodgers drafted? Might be. The Green Bay Packers yeah. drafted Aaron Rodgers with the 24th pick of the first yeah, round of the too. 2005 NFL draft. Yeah, so 2005, thank you, thank Siri. You, Siri. Um, so 15 years ago, almost to the day, not the one thing that makes it different is that Aaron Rodgers fell. People were debating back in 05 whether or not to take Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith with the first overall pick. Yes. And the yes, San Francisco yes, yes. Niners were so bad they had the first overall pick. Should they went Alex Rodgers. Smith, and Aaron Rodgers fell and fell and fell until the Packers are sitting there, and he was, he was still there. Someone who was projected to go first was sitting there, at, I think at 24 is what they got him. Yeah, but this is different because Packers traded up to get Jordan Love. He wasn't sitting there for them. They traded up over That's someone true. else, presumptively. I think what I, my point where I was trying to make is they drafted a quarterback in the first round. Right. And they really didn't need to. That I think that's what I probably should have said or came up like try to say, but you basically nailed it in. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost the same situation. The only thing is that they didn't trade up. Yeah, the coaches, I think from uh, what I was hearing on Dan Patrick this morning, I think the coaches were against picking Aaron Rodgers. But the, the, the scouts and the, and, the, and the GM were saying that he was the only first-round graded player they had still left on the board, and that's what they did. You know, and look, it, it paid oh, off God. for them. I would argue it's definitely paid off for them, you know, even though it's only one Super Bowl. You know, I think Green Bay will always be um, in debt to Aaron Rodgers for giving them one Super Bowl, you know. I mean, despite – I mean, he went on – before the Packers went on to draft Jordan Love, he did say he wanted to stay a Packer for life, hopefully stay there. We'll see what happens is – I mean – I. We're never gonna know how Aaron Rodgers feels about this. It's something that we're we're probably never gonna know until the season starts. Let me get your take. Do you think he retires the Packer? Damn. I don't think so. I think he he plays for someone else. A la Tom Brady, a la Peyton Manning. A lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are saying with the way that the Packers organization is going. A la Joe Montana. Not drafting, not drafting a quarterback. We're not drafting a wide receiver. Yeah. Mm. You know, so a lot of the uh, I mean, NFL great quarterbacks end up playing for other teams after, you know, their You NFL imagine Is that super really random scenario. Aaron Rodgers goes to a team that has a young quarterback that's been struggling, helps mm-hmm. him out, but that team is good, but they just don't have a quarterback that's solid. Who's that? New England? Mm, I don't think so. Really? Hey, I mean, I don't think that I don't think they're gonna pay on Rodgers what he wants, you know. So, plus, it, anyways, it, it's, yeah. I mean, we could. I think we could take a whole episode on debating what the Packers are gonna do, and that's how you know, gigantic a of a splash their draft made for all the wrong reasons, you know. Seriously. Seriously, for all the wrong reasons. So you're saying that he is not going to be a Packer. I'm going to go ahead and join you on that one. He's not going to be a Packer to the end of his career. If he is, then he did what Brett Favre did. Sucked it up and just went with play for it. The, play for the Jets for a year and then book it to yeah, where he no. actually wants to go. Yeah, no. yeah another yeah, thing I didn't like. What was that? Oh, go ahead. What's another no. thing you didn't like? No, go ahead. I was going to go off about the Packers draft. Oh, I was going to talk about how um, – actually, we kind of mentioned already. Um, actually, no, we didn't. Burrow to Cincy, tour, 
going to the uh, South Florida, Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati Herbert had coming the- to the home. Herbert coming to the City of Angels. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could. there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot, you know? man. It's awesome good stuff, man. Uh, so that. what's another thing? What's another thing you didn't like about? The I was just going to say that they went with running back with the second pick overall, AJ Dillon out of Boston College. Nothing against AJ Dillon, but like no, seriously, what are the, what are the like what are the Packers doing drafting it's a running back when you had one of the top two running backs in the league last year? It's just really one of those situations. They drafted two players who don't improve them. No, I don't want to say improve. But they don't. They drafted two players who don't improve their position, position grades at their team, on their team, for next year. And they were a, one game away from the Super Bowl. Hope Chile is okay. Yes, me too. But let's talk about those other teams, Jordan. You know. With, yeah, man. Uh, Justin yeah, Herbert coming to a uh, sunny, sunny Los Angeles for the LA sunny. Chargers. Sunny Los Angeles. Justin Herbert, Oregon quarterback, is coming to the city of Angels, man. Do you think Honestly, that's uh, – what happened? Do you think he starts or do you think it's Tyrod for the first game? Ty- Tyrod's going to start. Um, I heard on Pat McAfee's show this morning from the GM of the Chargers saying that Tyrod is a starter, official starter, until proven otherwise, meaning until Justin Herbert can – basically show like show himself that he deserves to be a starter. Basically, I feel like they're doing the same thing that <clears throat> all teams with a rookie quarterback do. Start the vet, start the vet, let the rookie work his way up, and then potentially start him. Um, he's not starting straight from game one. That's not what – I don't think that's happening. End of the season, do I, do I see him as a starter, depending on Tyrod – can lead the Chargers to the playoffs. Because obviously we know they didn't make it last season, so I think they just – they need a quarterback to give them that push, that edge to help them. Because on defense, they have it. The defense, they have it. Wide receivers, they have it. I mean, so, you got to remember, Phillip Rivers, he was he was playing really bad last year for them. So just throwing interception got, after interception when they were trying to win games. And then they added a new defensive player, uh, Kenneth Murray. And so that's another addition for the Chargers defense. So they did a, they did good, man. I think they did all right. They traded up to get Kenneth Murray. Right? Smart, too. That's mm-hmm. actually very smart of them to do. Yep. Uh, so good for them. Good for them. What, what about you, man? Uh, any thoughts on a team that you like that we might have missed before we get onto our own? Um, since he – you know, good job. You didn't trade away Joe Burrow or the rights to draft Joe Burrow. Um, Miami is staying, and this is exactly what I said would happen. Miami stayed where they were, and Tua was still there. So yeah. they ended up just getting him, and they did their work with the other two draft picks, you know, because mm-hmm. they had three first-rounders. So they could afford they needed to. They could afford to, you know, see, wait around and see, but they needed to get their franchise guy. And you have to remember yeah. – Ryan Fitzmagic is still on contract for one year for them. And he, you know, if Tua's not ready, and if they want Tua to sit, even if he is ready, but they want him to sit a year and, and learn, who better than the Harvard man himself? Fitzmagic. 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 Who didn't let them tank last year. <laughs> a, good for him, man. Good for him. Uh, All right, man. So I think this is – you listen to the Puente – Interpete Sports Talk Show. Um, I'm looking very forward to this next segment that we got going on. Since me and you both have a favorite team, I say why not discuss what we like about our perspective, our perspective teams drafting. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and start, man. Um, Dallas Cowboys, obviously we know C.D. Lamb drafted first. Right. But uh, what, what, else, what else did you like about – Jerry Jones uh, draft choices because I liked them. So I want to hear your thoughts. So one thing I will say is that, you know, the Cowboys selecting CD lamb. I know a lot of people were saying that the Cowboys were going to go play it safe and select a linebacker or sort of some sort of defensive player 
But for them to go with CeeDee Lamb, someone that they rated their top receiver and who I also rated my top receiver in this draft. Mm -hmm. And to see other receivers go before him, I thought it was a blessing in disguise. And I, I, it looks like Jerry did too. So we got CeeDee Lamb, who plays very well, who played very well in the slot last year in college and will fit perfectly, I think, with this offense when you have both Michael, Coop, uh, Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper um, on the outsides. I said Michael Cooper because I've been thinking of the NBA <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Shout out Michael Cooper. Um, second pick, Trevon Diggs. Uh, I really liked, as I said earlier, I was at work. I got the notification on my watch and I was like, yo, we got Trevon Diggs, um, brother of Stefan Diggs of the Vikings. Yep, yep. And a lot of people, you know, might not have not had him ranked as highly as I did, but I think he's a really, really great corner who plays really well off instinct. And you can Good. always teach a guy up on technique to make him better. But when a guy has that instinct, you can't teach instinct. And you got to go with guys who play with that, you know, instinct when the ball's in the air. You have to remember, yeah. he, was also, he, he was also a receiver who turned into a defensive back in college. So when he plays the ball in the air, he's able to find it and locate it like a receiver would. So I think he has tremendous upside. And then the two picks outside the first two I want to highlight that I think are really going to shore up our defense. Because last mm -hmm. year, our defensive line play, um, especially against the run in some games, was shaky. We got yeah. two defensive line players or at least one interior one edge player i think are really well really good who do you know who they were yeah neville gallimore yeah neville gallimore he's a three tech defensive tackle uh out of i believe oh no not ohio oklahoma, oklahoma? No, i think it was oklahoma so neville gallimore he has a really quick first step mm -hmm. and he played really well against the run now, our edge rusher we got was Bradley Anai. He, I believe, is from Iowa. And him, I mean, I think he was one of those draft picks that probably was like a second, like a second round, like talent, but for some reason just kept falling. Because in film, he is kicking offensive tackles butts and getting to the, getting to the quarterback and disrupting plays, you know, which is exactly what you want against, you know, the pass. And last year, because our, our, our guy, Demarcus Lawrence, he was getting double-teamed a lot. And that's why Robert Quinn was actually uh, led the team in sacks, because Demarcus Lawrence led the league, I think, or like was second in the league next to Miles yeah, Garrett yeah. on percentage mm -hmm. of double-teams he faced. So this guy fits perfectly. I don't know if he's going to start there at first. He might have to, you know, and he's definitely going to have to, like, show in camp and prove that he can continue how he was playing in college. But this guy fits perfectly into that Robert Quinn mold where he can rush the passer. And a lot of scouts say he can survive against the run, but we need someone who's going to help alleviate the pass rush focus or pass on the offensive line's focus on blocking our best pass rushers. And to have competent pass rushers, pass rushers on the other side of Demarcus Lawrence. That's and smart. That, I think that's why you see us pick up Alden Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh -huh. and Randy Gregory. So uh -huh. just having all these pass rushers, I think I, I think a team could never have too many diverse pass rushers because the one thing about defensive line is that you can rotate them and keep them fresh. Back. So, you know, the stouter our defensive line is gonna be, I think the better our team defense is gonna be. Especially if I look with the Cowboys last season, a lot of it was on the line. And uh, and some of and I mean me I'm my opinion, you might feel the same way. That offensive line as well struggled a little bit. I mean, Zeke right. wasn't. And Zeke. they picked up. Dak, Dak I mean, Dak, <clears throat> Dak would be Dak despite the old line because he can run for miles. But then that old line needed help in order for Zeke to be Zeke. Literally. I, I would say that. I just think that the old line, you know, a lot of people have this expectation for them to be, you know, the first or second best O-line like they were three, four years ago. Um, but you have to remember. It's hard, man. It, it's hard and players players get older and, and, you know, athleticism goes away. And they, you know, I'm not saying anything against it. We had Travis Frederick, you know, he retired. He had dealt, he dealt, yeah, with, yeah. He dealt with something really awful last year and he recovered and played for a season. 
But we have two young centers, one we drafted this year, one we drafted last year. We're probably going to battle it out for that. You also always have uh, Kevin Looney who can fill in at center. Um, it's just that, you know, offensive line, you lose one piece and you put in another one. But the thing is that the offensive line has to act as one unit. So it takes yeah, a while sure. for them to become accustomed to, to each other. I will say that the Cowboys did pick up a, a center in this draft, and, and kudos to them because we need interior deep and uh, interior offensive line help bad. I think we're pretty set on the on the edges, but inside we need we need we need some um, we need some more depth there for sure. That is true. Damn, well, all good stuff, man. All good stuff. Um, what do you think the Cowboys are gonna do with all this um, draft picks players that they got? Um, so. The thing that always – better than they did past season? So that I won't know for sure until training camp. And I'm actually really bummed with everything that's going on because, like, how are we going to go see, like, training camp? Because, like, yeah, this is one of the yeah, first yeah. ones in a while that I'm just like, I want to go see these players try to, like, make the team over at Oxnard, you know, like they do every year. Yeah, man. But, like, I, I probably won't be out. able to do that this year, you know? So – it does, but I will say that I think our offense, barring injury, knock, I mean, barring injury, knock on wood, I think our offense is going to be really, really good. I, you know, and if if we can have key defensive players step up in big time situations and have some of these rookies and 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 and, and free agents step up who are new to the team. I think our defense could be just as good as last year. Um, I don't know, man. It's just I, – I think we're going to have to be It'll outscoring be people. Outscoring people for sure. That's we have the receivers great. to do it, though, though. Yeah, man. Well, Steelers draft was – how do I put this? Very satisfying. Very satisfying. I was actually able – the only I actually was able to watch all of the Steelers picks because I would check in from time to time. Like I knew when they were picking, so like I'll go back and check and see. Always pick like one something. I'm like, ooh, okay, so they have two more picks, and then Steelers go and pick. So I'm like, ah, I'm gonna come back and watch. Like I watched, so I watched like every pick that the Steelers could have possibly have gotten from the draft. So my takeaway from this is the Steelers drafted exactly what they needed to do. Um, despite not picking up a quarterback, a lot of people thought they were going to get a quarterback. A lot of people thought Jalen Hurts, or believe it or not, Jordan Love was coming. But as you can see, Packers just said, screw it, we're going to go ahead and draft this kid. Maybe that's why and they Jaylen, moved up. They wanted to beat the, the Steelers. They wanted to be somebody. <laughs> but uh, with the sec- with the first, with the second pick, but the first, Steelers' first Crack at the draft, uh, 2020 draft. Uh, Chase Claypool. I don't know if this name sounds familiar to you. This, so he's a wide receiver out of Notre Dame. Six uh, four, mm-hmm. body size compared to Calvin Johnson. Now, when I heard that, my first reaction was, "Holy shit, we got ourselves someone that is compared to Calvin Johnson." Mm-hmm. Now. And then I went to go ahead and look at his clips, his like highlight reel. I am predicting, you heard it first, rookie of the year already. Call me bias, I don't give a damn. This kid, let, let, let me shoot you some of his numbers, right? Let me shoot you some of his numbers. I may, I may be high right now, I may be drunk right now, you don't know. But his number is 1,307 yards, 2009. That's not even his past years. 13 touchdowns, all right? Body size of Calvin Johnson runs faster than Calvin Johnson. That's like, bah, you mean to tell me we got lucky? Second rounder? Shit, I'll take him. And then we move on, third round. And we needed some help on defense. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go ahead and get a defensive tackle to replace Hargrave, who retired. Or we're going to go ahead and get a backup for Bud Dupree or T.J. Watt. 
And what do we do? Exactly what was needed. Went ahead, defensive back, Charlotte Alex Highsmith. Never heard of the kid. Don't know nothing about him. So I couldn't give you an opinion. Couldn't give you a right then and there opinion because I had no idea who the kid was. Went, did some research. 68 tackles, averages four. He, his average in the season was 14 sacks. Holy shit. Was my second react, my first reaction to this kid. So, as you can see, I'm pretty thrilled and very excited for how we got there. Hat goes off to the Steelers because if you look at our past receivers that we drafted in the draft, you can't, we, we, for some reason, don't miss. When it comes to wide receivers, we don't miss. Antonio Brown, Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, wait on it. Just wait. Let him, let him develop. Uh, who, who else have we drafted in the past? Oh, uh, you've drafted Hans Ward. Back. Hans Ward. Hans Ward, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel I, Sanders. Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders. See, like, we don't miss when it comes to wide receivers. Now, one, at one point, and I remember this because I was playing fantasy football that year. Yeah. And it was hard to figure out which Steeler receiver would go off from each week. Mike Wallace, because at one point, Sanders. At one point, you had Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, and Antonio Brown all on the field at the same time. We were supposed to win the Super Bowl that year, but we lost. Man, That's that tough was year. a crazy and they, year. Yeah, and then they went ahead and uh, they got a running back from Maryland, a safety from Maryland, who I am very excited about. about. That safety from Maryland. Heard a lot of good things about that kid. And then we got an offer, offensive tackle from – oh, I can't think of his college. And then we got another deep, defensive tackle from Nebraska. So we built – we did exactly what we needed to do. I, As far as the quarterback position goes, they're going fourth auto with Ben. We're not – fourth auto with Ben and fourth auto with Mason Rudolph as a backup. Hmm. Do well, I like that? Do I like that? Mm, no, but am I going to have to suck it up and just roll with the punches? Yep, because that's what happens when you're a fan of a team. So, I'm always riding down with Ben, but the way that the AFC North is uh, expand, like planning out, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson, all three of these quarterbacks have one thing in common. They can run out of the pocket like no other. Like no other. That's ben can't point. do that. Ben can't do that. Neither can Mason Rudolph. So, unless we're going to go ahead and do the Jewel Breeze route where he stays in the pocket and throws in the pocket. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, all right. The least developing, the least changing. I mean, I'm saying yeah. change with it. I'm change. saying change with it. Okay. So, yeah, that's my take on the Steelers, man. So, overall, great stuff. I enjoyed who we got. Very definitely looking forward to it, as you are about your team. Yeah, I just want to say really quick, I messed up. I'm really bad at remembering the draft picks colleges. So, the, oh, really? the yeah, no, the two I wanted to shout out. Um, I was right about Neville Gallimore. He went to Oklahoma. But mm -hmm. to Bradley and A, I'm really sorry. I said Wisconsin. On the tape I was watching, he was playing Wisconsin. He went to Utah. Bradley and they went to Utah. And was giving Andrew Thomas from USC work last year. So yes. When I saw no, that, I was like, oh, damn, this guy can play. So. Yeah, man. A, I'm excited yeah. for this year. Really excited for this 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 football season. However, it's going to be. I watch every, every SC game. That's why I'm excited when Jackson got drafted. That old tackle, the mm -hmm. OT. So I was excited yep. when Jackson got drafted. He's, a, Michael he's Pittman. a good prospect. He's a very, he has very good um, and Mark, feed. And Michael Pittman went to the Colts. My best friend has officially announced that she is becoming an Indianapolis Colts fan because <laughs> of Michael Pittman. Hey. Not, not lying. Not lying. She, that's her words. So I'm going to be a Colts fan because of Michael Pittman Jr. I was like, well, Juju Smith-Schuster is on, on the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Just that conversation got left hanging. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Be a Colts fan. <laughs> I will say I will this. Say, about, I will tell you, huh? I will say this. If you're going to be a Colts fan, you have to go to Lucas Oil Stadium. It is beautiful over there. Oh, I know. I've beautiful. heard a lot of things. And now is a good time to be a Colts fan, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're rebuilding. 
Yeah, well, you could always be a part of a brand new uh, dynasty. <laughs> is, what, is what everyone says with your building. Fact. And uh, well, even though the Packers shouldn't be, they're building one as well. <laughs> Rebuilding now. You're listening to Puente Interpete Show. Uh, I got something very exciting for you, man. I'm going to bring back something that we uh, used to do in the past. Kind of faded away from me, and I'm going to reborn it. It's reborn. It's reborn. So, uh, I, got a today, I got a today in history for you. You ready? Yes. So this happened. A today in history, Minneapolis Lakers moved to the City of Angels in 1960. They moved today, in 1960. Moved in 1960 to the City of Angels. Nice. Team owner Bob Short took stock in the success of the San Francisco Giants and the LA Dodgers, he owned both teams at the time. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to say in the article that I was reading, quote, he said he, he had in mind Brooklyn, Pittsburgh, uh, what was it, Pittsburgh, Washington, LA, San Fran, Baltimore, and Cleveland. But he said his least likely choice would have been Brooklyn. Really? So just think about that for a moment. You imagine the Lakers not coming to LA no, I can't. I can't think of that. Though no, I mean, they they are L.A., dude. Like I know, so weird. All, so you can't think of. I started reading that. I was like, that's so weird. Do you? I think me and you were born the same year. I think there's something special about the Lakers in L.A. Like when we grew up, you know, like there was this mythical aura. Like, 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 you know. Yeah. I don't was, know how else to describe it. It was just you know. You so just Jackson, looked at brother. Them. Phil Jackson, you had Kobe Bryant, Shaq, um, but even the years before, because early '90s, what everyone was riding the wave off of was, you know, the Magic Showtime. So, I think we kind of coming at the end of that. It just kind of shows like it was huge. Like basketball was huge, and it still is. It's always been a staple of the culture out here. Facts, man. Hello, facts. Um, and then moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, we got some NBA news. We got some NBA, NBA news. Oh, yes, that's what I'm excited for. Yes, in case you have not been paying attention, don't worry. Your boy got you. So according to Woj, Savoj Bomb, it's happened last night. The NBA has pushed back its original plans to allow players to re-enter team facilities for volunteer workouts by the week of May 8th. But... The teams that are only allowed to go back is if the stay at home has been lifted for the state. So speaking, so the Lakers spoke on it saying that they will return unless it's healthy. The Atlanta Hawks have said the same thing. So I'm assuming, I'm going to assume all the other teams are on board with what most of the either these other teams are saying. So it looks like we are on set to go back to training for possibly jumping back into the 2020 season. But it's all up in the air. It's just based on if we can get testing done, if it's safe for the players to return. Um, MLB feels the same way. So seems like uh, all the sports teams are are optimistic about the return. So it's just a matter of testing if it's safe for us to return. Um, you have any thoughts on the news that I just read to you and read to our viewers today? I'm really excited about it. Um, I just, I just hope that it's not, you know, too early with everything going on. So. Um, That's... But super excited because you know I really miss sports, dude. Like I miss, I, I miss it so much, man. Same, man. Like I miss just, Started... just waking up and, and watching all the highlights of the games I missed because I was at work, you know. Because it's like wake up and it's like, well, what else is new, you know? Dude, well, I'm, everyone's just. I mean, there are stories out there, but it's just kind of like everyone's running with that same one every day and a lot of it's the nfl don't get me wrong love it love all the nfl but shout out to the nfl draft for keeping us afloat (laughs) i will say this though when all sports come back do you think it's going to be kind of crazy because like all the sports will be running at the same time you're going to have the mlb going almost head to head against the nba and you're going to have really early offseason nfl I just and, and hockey was was going on too, so it's just like all these all these sports that are usually separated throughout the year. They're all going to be going on at the same time. You think it's going to be an overindulgence of sports on the market? It's going to boom significantly. 
without question. Like all those cable providers, the viewership. But dude, you even saw it this past draft was the highest it's ever been. Yeah, one of but the people highest are like yeah, sure. in need of sports, sports. right now. Like there I think are literally people that's just bored. I would love to see what the numbers are for the Michael Jordan documentary because I'm sure everyone. Oh, it's, it's huge! No, yeah. it's it's actually huge. Yeah, it's one of the biggest. Uh, the numbers for episode one and two was the highest of any ESPN documentaries that they've aired. <sighs> Got to capture that captive like, audience. Whoa! People are missing it. For real. And the OJ, the OJ documentary that they released. I remember that one vividly. I remember watching that with my dad. The OJ doc, too, where he's yeah. like a five porter. Uh huh. Man, that was a good doc. That one was. Like, a speaking good one. of doc, go, what happened? I said that was a really good one. I remember watching that one when it was live it was too. Because you, you, you never got to live that, so all we got to do is just look at the we highlights of all the the stuff that happened and with that whole OJ thing. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. But anyways, uh, now that we're on a topic of documentaries, leads us to our next segment. Damn, that was smooth, smooth, calm, and collective, my guy. So, Michael Jordan documentary is exactly what we're going to discuss next. I couldn't wait to discuss it with you. We were about it. We were discussing it off air a little bit, but we don't want to get too much into it because then we would have absolutely nothing to discuss. Right. But, um. Do you want to give the highlight, like the rundown highlights, or do you want me to do the rundown highlights? I think either one's fine. Um, I watched it. I think I came home from work early that day, made sure I watched it live, popped some popcorn, just sitting there watching it, enjoying the time, right? And nice. I'll say exactly what I said, I think two weeks ago, is that or last week when I saw the first one. It's really uh -huh. like reminiscing of that late 90s basketball aesthetic that I grew up. I grew up kind of surrounded by and I'm just like I love this I love I just love it, it's taking me back to a time I just remember really fondly you know and I'm sure it's doing yes. that to a lot of people too that happens to me uh, definitely <clears throat> think with us me and you because we, we were both born in 95, 95 so the Bulls won the final that year the Bulls won the final that year mm -hmm. so and then I, I love to tell people this I, I when I worked at an elementary school back in the day, I told kids this. I was like, hey, so since my name is Jordan, they asked me, they're like, were you named after Michael Jordan? I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> and they asked me, they're like, why? I'm like, because Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player to ever live when I was born. So my parents thought that naming me after the greatest basketball player would boost my potential. I was like, like, I would like go off his name, like just saying BS stuff. But like, really though, like, I asked my mom even tells me that she's like, you're not named Dr. Michael Jordan. I'm like, oh. can I say I was? She's like, I mean, you can, but that's not really the truth. I'm like, okay. But I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> like, no holding me back on this one. Yeah, man. Uh, you heard it first. I was named Dr. Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I was named after uh, Alex Rodriguez. Hey, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shit, man. <laughs> uh, but I feel like I should read the rundown to the viewers okay. that might have not have seen it or or need a refreshment that they've lived it, but they don't really remember or recall any of that happened. So episode three and four was basically – you have Coach Duck Collins getting bumped out of Chicago for Phil Jackson because Phil pushed for the triangle like no other. MJ hated it. Um, but without that, Phil Jackson was the GOAT. Became the GOAT right then and Easily. there. Easily, yeah. Easily. Um, Robin got the, my highlight of episode three and four. Rodman getting the thumbs up by Phil Jackson – to go to take a vacation to Las Vegas, Vegas for 48 hours and then having Michael Jordan having to find him. But to recorrect that story, mm -hmm. to give you more detail on that, I had I watched an interview with the director. He said that 
Rodman did go to Vegas for 48 hours. He flew back to Chicago, but was in his room. So I guess where his apartment was, it was right across the street from the United Center. Right. But practice was going on, and Rodman has not shown up to practice for days. So Jordan was like, I guess I'll be the only one to go get him. So Jordan marches butt down the street, knocked on his door, opened up, grabbed Dennis Rodman by his nose ring and told him, you're coming to practice. And grabbed him out of his room by the nose ring. of this documentary who filmed the entire thing. And I was like, bro, so you mean to tell me MJ literally grabbed Rodman's nose ring? Out of his room to practice. I mean, Jordan I, is I ruthless, believe, bro. And don't, and, and don't I, forget that Carmen Electra was hiding in the in the closet oh during God. all of this in the room. So <laughs> that she's was wild. Still, still that was easily easily my favorite part of both episodes three and four was just seeing all that old school Rodman footage because people she's forgot fine. how crazy of a life Dennis Rodman lived. He was crazy, dude. In a hey, good way, though. In a really good I got a, I got a Dennis Rodman Chicago Bulls jersey for a reason. Do you? I don't have any. Sure. I don't have any '90s Bulls jerseys. I, I might need to get one. I needed one. And then to continue with the recap, we got the. My opinion. This could be your. It, it may be yours. May not be. But after watching the Bad Boys, went back to back. And Bulls having to go through them. This was when Doug Collins was coach, right? Mm. MJ couldn't get through them. They bullied him like he was a small kid on a playground. MJ, small kid on a playground. Detroit made MJ who he is today. Would you, would that be a fair statement to say? Yeah. Yes or no? I mean, they made him into hands down the best player in the league when people used to like I mean people used to be able to debate like oh well Jordan you know he does he doesn't win though like he he might be like the best talent but like Jordan doesn't win because he keeps losing the magic he keeps losing the bird he keeps losing to Detroit but I think they transformed him mentally into a I have to out like like not only was he was always always that I have to work outwork everyone but he realized that there was no other way to, to, to beat Detroit. And that made him into a better player overall, I think. Because the stronger you are, the harder, the harder it is for people to move you when you're trying to score. So, I mean, and, I, and the one thing I give Jordan credit for is he didn't lose any bounce in, 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 in the strength training, which sometimes guys put on too much too much weight when they strength train and lose some of their speed and agility and quickness. It seemed like Jordan got better at all that as he was getting stronger too. So I and think that just... To, and then we also got to discover what the Jordan rule was. Huh. Um, have you heard of that? Did you hear? I've did heard you of them before. Did you know, same, but I didn't really know what it was. Exactly. You hear it all the time, Jordan rule, Jordan rule. In your head, you're just like... I used to not know what, what they were what referring they, what they to. do? So for those of you who don't know what the Jordan rule is, now we know, so I'm going to go ahead and explain it to you. So the Jordan rule is MJ loved to drive. It was to his right, right? Yeah, so they would force him left. So they would force him to go to the left, which is where he was weak at. Mm-hmm. So they try to force him to drive to the left. They double team him off the edge. So they would put two guys to double team him off the edge to allow him to fumble the ball. Right, and they would force Now that was one of it. And the other one was, um, oh, I'm going to try to, oh, I hope I don't mess this up. Another one was to trap him, right? Well, yeah, they would trap him when he do... was in the post. They would force yes. him to the high post. And I believe yes. they would double team him when he would try to drive baseline. Yes. And then the last one, and then the last one was they would ask him, like, what would happen if he goes up air? Now, this one took me out. This one was, I was like, damn, these these are the bad boys. Basically, they would just knock his head off mm-hmm. and didn't give a flying heck if he hurt himself. That's how ruthless these bad boys were. They, no, they did not yeah, care, like bro. Bad, 
No, they were. You imagine, bad. you imagine this this happening, LeBron? Oh my God, the world would explode. The world would explode. Well, I think one thing. I think the one thing they said. I think it was Isaiah Thomas who said it. Is that yep. you can't stop Michael when he's in the air because he's not human. So you have to stop him before he takes off. And that was like what I heard. That I was like, God damn, like. Like they will win at all costs. And that's the one thing you have to respect about these professional athletes, even if they go beyond the boundary of what's considered like, you know, fair game is that they will literally do whatever it takes to win. Um, what's his face? Dennis Rodman, when he was on, on the Pistons, and you got Lambert, Isaiah, like, God damn, they would do anything. Then fast forward a couple years later, MJ finally got the best of him, and he just took off full throttle. One thing that I thought it was dirty is that they just walked off the court after game seven, didn't even shake their hand. I will say that that's kind of messed up. I didn't know. I, I I think I did know, but I didn't remember that the Celtics did that to the Pistons, though. Yeah, they did. I just, I, just, I wonder. And right, and they, they played in the documentary. And I just, I wonder, like, why were they doing that? Like, why? I've never seen a clip where Magic doesn't do that, you know? And not even Jordan. Because Jordan, I showed them their homage and beating them when, when they were playing back then, you know? Gave them he was literally respect. just standing so, there looking at them, walking off. Oh, was, yeah, because they had to walk past the bench. They had to walk past the bench with their heads down. So awkward, bro. I was like, damn. Like, it just, it, to me, it, it, it just, it speaks... I don't want to say too much, but I just I, I would have a hard yeah. time if I was Michael Jordan too. I'd have a hard time, um, I guess, accepting that someone not accepting that someone did that to me, but like forgiving someone who did that to me. Boo! You know. Yeah. So episode five and six. Um, this Sunday, Kobe's featured six. in it, bro. Oh man, I'm, this is Kobe. It's Kobe. Kobe gonna... is not ready for that one. Kobe gets his uh, moment of. Shine discussing with about that Bulls team playing against them for a little bit. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what Kobe has to say about MJ. Not only. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say not only that, but did you, did you see the news that there was a team, a a team, a documentary team following Kobe for his last season in LA. So there might be a documentary for that coming out. I would love to see that. I'd love to see that for sure. Sure. Uh, I got a question for you, though, uh-huh. before we uh, move on. Rexy's question of the day will also be posted on Twitter, so you can go ahead and check that out. Actually, I got two. Two questions of the day. The first one, already tweeted. Uh, let me check to see how many people viewed it. Uh, I also asked around a couple people to get their thoughts on this. Um, we discussed it earlier. Um, who is going to win? The NFC South. Favorites to win the NFC South. Early early favorites. I'm saying the Saints. What you going to say? So in the AFC South, you have the Saints, the NFC, Buccaneers. NFC, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. NFC South, you have the Saints, the Buccaneers. Uh, who else is in it, Jordan? Saints, the Buccaneers, uh, Saints, the Panthers, mm-hmm. and... Falcons. Okay. I think we went over this a couple of weeks ago and I, I still have the same same uh thinking i think the saints will be first okay tampa bay will be a wild card first seeded wild card the fifth seed okay and then you have the panthers and then the falcons so i think the saints will definitely come first in that division and what do you think yeah, about them want- getting Jameis winston by the way oh that's good for them that's definitely good for them and i'm good, good for Jameis too Dude, well, man, I don't hate it. It's a great situation. No, he's definitely he's never. The thing with the thing that I believe is never going to happen. He's never going to have a thirty thirty type of career ever again. That's like one of those once season. in a lifetime. That's like once in a once in a career type of moment, dude. The Saints gave him a second chance after that. <laughs> so you really think he's going to do that again? No, I don't think so. Probably not. So. And then my second question. My second question of the day. Uh, questions. It's probably adding mm-hmm. S on the end of it. Questions of the day. Second question is uh, back to the Dennis Rodman topic that we were discussing about. Is Dennis Rodman up there as the best defender to play the game of basketball in 
your opinion, yes or no? Best defender in the game of basketball. So when you say best defender, do you mean best on-ball defender? Or you might like all of defense? All on defense. Blocks, steals. Like, He's, all it's, hard to put him, it's hard to put them up there because like, yeah, when you take into account blocks, it's it, – it's like because he's not the best of blocking people. You got to take in account like someone like Kareem, where it's mm-hmm. like Kareem was blocking a lot of people. Prime Dwight mm-hmm. Howard was blocking a lot of people. So yeah. um, I think he's definitely up there for one of the best on ball and not only on ball but off ball defenders as well because his instincts on the defensive end of the court were, were unparalleled. He he knew exactly how to be able to um, get the ball back for his team for their for their own possessions. So. I think he's definitely top five ever. It's just when you break it down as to what's most important, it's, it's hard to rank him past that. Do you have your top five on you? If not, don't worry about it. Mm. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Honestly, would, think, think, so think on it if you don't have it. We got Kawhi Leonard's up there. This is not an order, right? No, no. I'm just, I'm okay, just thinking. Cool. You got Kawhi Leonard. Um... It's hard to know. It's hard to know without you know seeing the best stats or the seasons and stats. I would have to say just off the top of my head, I would say it's probably Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think if you were just going off individual seasons alone, DeAndre Jordan would have to be up there for that one year. He was blocking everything in Staples Center. Um, I would I would probably put Clay Thompson on there. But defense. Probably. He's a really good on-ball defender. LeBron is, is on there for the all-around defense he plays. Are you doing this, are, are you doing this season or overall? Like, I'm, just, I'm yeah, doing yeah. overall, but it's just it's hard to think because I'm just like, well, then you have to think like you can definitely put Shaq up there. Then you oh, can yeah, definitely put Kareem up there. And you can definitely put um, – let's see who was really good. Dikembe Mutombo up there. Probably yeah. one of the best shot blockers. So it's, 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 it's hard, you know. We'd have to put together our own list of, like, maybe the greatest defensive seasons of all time. Yeah, so I kind of have mine. Um, Kawhi, without question. Kawhi's up there. Um, Shaq is definitely up there. Um, you know who's a really good uh, defense? Who's that? I might be mistaken. Gary Payton. Oh, yeah, no. Gary Payton's great on Gary Payton. Uh, that's why I was like, I was hoping you say Gary Payton, but I was like, oh, it's just like this, See, there's so many good defenders. That's so, like, someone saying. could even say Tony Allen. Like, Tony Allen was only oh, known for his defense. Question. You know? so, it's, without question. And then you got Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, yeah. I'm not I leaving mean, your Draymond. mind. Are you kidding me, bro? You could, you could put in Draymond Green. You could Two-time put in Draymond Green if you wanted to. Who else jumps up with the ball and does a karate kick every single time? Dudes out here trying to kick dudes in the mouth while jumping for the ball. Bro, you ever try doing that in a pickup game? Jump up, yeah. just do a karate kick? Yeah, you'll get thrown out. You'll, you'll, you'll get people yeah, trying to swing on you. Yeah, people will be looking at you like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you, bro? What's wrong with this know? man? Exactly. So. so, yeah. So, we can go all day about our top five. I feel like we should do more research before we say things that – might yes. lead us to rethinking our, our choices. So right. we can do this from a different time, different day. Mm. But uh, something that I feel like we should go ahead and do next week, uh, we can go ahead and discuss it, post it up online, chat with some peeps. Um, something we, me and you we were talking about a couple weeks ago, was, we're still talking about it. Hosting, a once we try to get the live feed up, a right. stream of an old basketball game and just commentate it. That'd be really fun. You know, I got an I got live one, stream too. It'd be really fun. I got one game that we could do. One of the Bulls and Pistons. One of the old Bulls Pistons games. Oh, the craziness, the blocks, the slaps, the so wait. Push, how? The I have an idea. I have an idea. Dude, I, have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. Have an idea. Hold okay. on. You good? How about mm-hmm. we, one of our first episodes for that, we do the Malice at the Palace game. 
you know or like we could <laughs> do that'd be, that'd be really fun you know so yeah let's do it yeah let's do it i'm down no, i'm so palace. down dude i could already picture myself just going off <laughs> oh i'm down bro i'm down okay let's do it down okay oh so yeah malice at the palace uh we won hosted by yours truly punta interpreter yep well, we'll figure right, out man. when that's going well, up, but it should be fun whenever that goes up. So definitely, definitely. Um, well, this has been fun, man. You got anything that we might have missed that uh, our viewers might be interested to know? Where do you think Cam Newton goes? Oh man, keep saying Pittsburgh. Well, actually, I've never said Pittsburgh, but now that Jameis Winston's off the board. Cam wants to start. He's not. He doesn't want to ride the bench. Exactly. So he goes to who needs a quarterback the most. So who needs a quarterback the most right now? Um, if Haskins can't turn it around, and if Alex Smith, Alex Smith, mm, he seems to be walking. You, you, you see videos of him a while back of him walking. Yeah, doing all he's that, looking all that good. Stuff. He's looking good in his in his recovery. So on. Um, Unless he goes to Washington, that's an option. Um, I can't think of another team that might uh, could use him. Um, if situation with Locke doesn't work out with Denver, I could see him at Denver. What about L.A., the Chargers? Mm, I can't see it. I wouldn't see it. Oh, I, think oh, he'd oh, want, I think he'd want more than a year contract. They'll give him a year contract, but they just drafted a quarterback. Exactly. What so, like, that's reason? why he wouldn't be in more than a year contract. But they got Tyrod. They got Tyrod. Yeah. Ty- are they going to release cut Tyrod and be like, hey, Cam, come through? I mean, what if you keep Tyrod as the third, but then you just got to realize that. Both, but then you, but then you would think – but then you have to realize both Tyrod and Cam aren't here past the season. So, it's, it's, it's tough. It's going to be honestly, honestly, I'll be surprised if he gets signed before the season starts. Cam? Yeah. Dude, Cam Newton, come to – I think I think he's gonna I think it's gonna he's gonna have to end up waiting, you know, till quarterback we goes down quarterback. or a team like what? <laughs> well, you know, we then, go, first... then go get him. I know that's what I'm saying, bro. We're not going to. What our our uh, chips are all in our Mason, Ducky, and Ben again. Mason, uh, Ducky, and we're ben. stuck. We're st- yeah, we're stuck with Ducky and Ben, man. Ducky, Mason, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Rudolph yeah, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And, we got Ducky, Ducklin, Hodges. We got Mason, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. So, we'll be all right. Um, I can't think of anything else, man. Other than that, I think it's time, I think it's time to uh, – Send our closing statements and um, head on out. Let's head on out. Thank you for listening to the Puente and Topete show. We want to thank you. Uh, Go ahead and like and subscribe us. Like and subscribe to us. You can go ahead and I think like this video. It helps out a lot. Subscribe to this channel. It helps out a lot. Follow the channel on social media. You can follow us at Twitter or on Twitter at Puente and Topete. You can follow us on Instagram at Puente underscore and underscore Topete. Um, Facebook, we have a Facebook page as well. It's Puente and Topete Sports Show, I believe is the official name. Go ahead and give us a like there because once we start live streaming, we will be able to live stream on that, on that Facebook page and on this YouTube yeah. channel. So once we go live, make sure you don't miss any of our streams because um, you wouldn't want to. Um, you know, best live sports I will say show we're going to be making in a long, long time, especially on YouTube. So, so um, everyone's kind of living in this new virtual zoom world and uh, maybe I'll actually get a nice background behind me for once we actually start live streaming. YouTube commenters don't give me heck for the teddy bear in the background. I got my glass window, man. So I'm good (laughs) on the background. Um, So you can follow me on Twitter. If you so please, Rexy underscore X underscore nine five. All social media platforms, such as Instagram. You can also find me on Instagram. Um, as, men- as Alex mentioned earlier, go ahead and hit 
the subscribe button on YouTube. It really helps us out. Um, we will obviously want to thank everyone that has subscribed in the past, that has viewed us. Without y'all, then damn, all, all it does, all it takes is one person. So shout out to whoever is listening during these tough times. Try to bring the best sports show that we could possibly bring with what the resources that we have. So with that, with that being said, thank you. We hope to see you next week. We got a great show planned next week. You're not going to want to miss it. Hopefully we can get up on YouTube live so you all can watch us. Hit comment on us. Send some comments. Get some more stuff going. Until then, see you next week, man. I'll see you next week, Jordan. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.